0: Welcome to Let's Buy a House, the podcast. I'm your host, Miriam Gilmore, and I am so excited that you decided to join us on this podcast journey. Here, we'll talk all things about buying a house, but more importantly, how to get there, your credit, down payment, how to save money, all the things. I want to be a resource for you. Here we go. Hey, friends. Welcome back to Let's Buy a House. I'm your host, Miriam Gilmore, and I am Super excited to be back with you guys here. I feel like it's been a little while since the last time I put out an episode and there's so much that I want to catch up with and so much that I want to talk about because there's been some um, big changes that have happened since the last episode that I put out. Something that's really at the top of my list of things to talk about is the new condo lending. I don't know why I couldn't say that. The new condo lending regulations and guidelines. So, I help a lot of first time home buyers, and it seems like for a long time, condo lending is really the best way to go because you know, you can get a condo for a lot less money than a single family home. Not that that's still the case because, you know, property values across the board have gone up. But typically, they're still usually the best route because of you know, their asking price is a little lower than a single family house, for sure. And and certain ones, because of course, there's the condos that are multi-million dollar condos. I'm talking about like entry level, first time home buyer properties, right? So let's just start by saying that always, always, condo lending has always been more difficult than, and I don't wanna say difficult, but yeah, difficult is probably the word. <laughs> so I would say condo lending has been more difficult than buying a single family home. And the way that I like to explain it to borrowers, so that you can really kind of understand it, it's Mm -hmm. it's almost like a condiment. It's almost like double the work in the sense of when you're buying a home and you're an individual, you're buying a property, and really, if if you can think about it in this way, you are being underwritten as an individual. So we're going to look at your income, your taxes, your finances, uh, your credit score. We're going to look at all of those things to make a determination if you can buy a home. So when you think of condo lending and when you're going to buy a condo, not only do you as an individual need to have all those, all that criteria in order, uh, taxes, everything that I just said, but now the building, the condominium also needs to have their financial house in order. So their finances have to be in order. They can't have litigations. They have to have a reserve in the, in, in their budget, um, they can't have, uh, too much of an owner, a renter versus owner concentration. Like there's always a whole bunch of hoops that condominiums have to jump to be able to fall within the guidelines for Fannie Mae lending. So that's always been a little bit more difficult than a single family home. Cause a single family home is different in the sense where, I mean, basically you want to do inspections and make sure that your inspections come out. Okay. And the appraisal. So those are really the two things, but you're not looking at if the bill, the the single family homes finances they don't have finances it doesn't work that way, so that's why it's more difficult for condo lending now. Besides, that's that's still there. Those all those regulations and guidelines are still there for condo now. So if you recall, last year in 2021 we had the uh, Surfside buildings that collapsed, which was a terrible, terrible, devastating. Uh, thing that happened here in South Florida, but that has impacted Fannie Mae lending towards condominiums nationwide, especially here in South Florida. I don't know any additional guidelines for other states. I'm only licensed here in Florida, but it has made an impact in the way banks and lenders and Fannie Mae lend for condos. So one of the things I really wanted to talk about today is what those changes are, and just some of them, because honestly, I think it's almost like it's an interpretation of the guideline, which many lenders have taken. So different lenders are treating this new guideline differently. And people or lenders, brokers, uh, originators are learning uh, how to navigate these new waters, right? So one of the biggest things is that now the condo questionnaire, typically a condo questionnaire was, you know, it was quite lengthy. But now there's a piece that has been added on to the condo questionnaire that has to do with the condition and the um, integrity, the structural integrity of the building. So those are questions that were not asked before. They look, they're look, they looking at that, they're asking if the 40 year inspection has been done, they're asking um, if there's a special assessment, if there's repairs that are being done to the building, they're asking what, You know, what is the nature of this repair? All of these questions that, in all honesty, if we're being completely honest, these are good things. If I was buying a condo, I want to know this too. But they were things that were not asked of before. And then it's just something where now underwriters are asking these questions and they're turning around and not approving certain buildings um, that do have a lot of work that's being done. When you think about some of these buildings, uh, that have been around for many, many, many years, 40, 50, 60 years, um, and, you at, and you wonder about the structural integrity of these buildings. I mean, what happened in Surfside, no one would have ever thought that that could have happened the way that it did, but it just has made lenders very um, weary about lending in these older buildings who have not had their 40-year inspections. They actually were even discussing about changing those the 40-year inspection to maybe less time uh, you know, it just, it and, and it, rightfully so, right? And I think it's also raised more awareness for buyers coming in because I do see buyers asking more questions about buildings and the structure and all of those things. It, it is important to know what's going on uh, with condo lending, especially if you are either a realtor or you're a buyer who's going to be buying in a new condominium. You know, typically these condos that are new don't have these issues. Obviously, they're new buildings. But even so, their condo questionnaire now is, even in new buildings, you have to get these condo questionnaires answered. Um, But more so if you're buying in older buildings, I would think that you'd want to know all of these things. And as a realtor, uh, if a realtor is listening here, I would say if I was a realtor, I would be doing major homework on these buildings and before i get a listing because you know these are things that you want to know up front before you even get this listing and sign it up and put it on the uh, on the mls because these are things that can stall a closing and actually even um you know be a deal breaker as a buyer it's really important to know what makes a building warrantable so if you're somebody who's going to buy a condo, I would say do your homework. It's definitely something that you want to understand. You want to understand that as a buyer, but if somebody's holding your hand and like kind of like getting you through it and you didn't really learn it enough, when you go sell it, that's your money. And you want to know if you're going to sell a property or when you, it's time for you to sell a property, if it can't be sold because of the warrantability issues, why? So I would always say, and I would always recommend definitely do your homework on why a building would be warrantable versus not warrantable. This is such a complex topic, and even as a lender, as a broker myself, it's complicated. And condo lending is not simple because every time you approach a building or a condominium, it's different because it depends. It really depends on the scenario. So it's really important if you're buying a condo to find yourself somebody who has a lot of experience in condo lending because it's just not the same as a regular, traditional uh, single family home. And I say this because I was one of those brokers before, one of those loan officers before that ran away from condominiums. I didn't understand it. I just didn't want to do it. I was completely more than anything. I was I was afraid of it and 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 looking stupid in front of my clients. So I didn't want to take it because I didn't know what to do. But because you know we're in Miami, there's so many condos. And a lot of my first-time home buyers really, really needed to get into a condo. So I have had to learn for my clients. And it's only through trial and error. And every single condo, there's not like one rule of thumb, it's just this way. Every condo is different. Um, but I have learned a lot along the way. I've had mistakes happen, things that came up that I didn't expect. So every deal, you learn something new with every deal. But you should definitely find somebody who has experience with condo lending because If they do not have experience with condo lending, it's just going to be that much more challenging. And that is it. I bet you I can go on and on and on because there's just so many stories of things that have happened with condos, but (laughs) I am going to let it rest. I like to make these uh, digestible and I don't like to make these episodes super long because I know everybody's busy and we all have lives and things that are going on. and, And after a while, I feel like sometimes people can check out. So I really want to make this An easy listen so that if you are someone who's buying a condo or you're a realtor who does a lot of condos, this is an episode that you can listen to and learn from and hopefully walk away with a little more knowledge about condo lending. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode of Let's Buy a House, the podcast. It's always my joy and honor to have you as a listener. And I would love nothing more that if you found value and you enjoyed this podcast that you'll share it with your friends, maybe leave a review. It's always such a nice thing to hear from you guys. I'd love nothing more than to connect with you guys on other platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and my personal favorite, TikTok. I'll see you next time on Let's Buy a House, the podcast.